0: Hey girl, hey, welcome back to the Beautifully Built Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Impet. Today I've got a fit chick combo for you with my brand new friend, Sarah. Sarah and I actually just met on the Stairmaster. (laughs) I'm just making friends wherever I go here in San Diego and Sarah is just such a bright light. I couldn't help but chat with her and get to know her. So Sarah is also an online coach and I was just super eager to hear more about her story. So I was super excited for her to come here and chat with us. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the Beautifully Built Show and sharing your heart with us. My name is Sarah Strauss
1: and I am an online health and fitness coach. Uh, My background is in personal training. I love people. I love travel. I am so passionate about fitness. It's my whole life. I am a student of life right now. So I did go to school, but now I just Learn from my experiences. I learn from anybody who has more knowledge than me and has something to share. And I'm super excited about sharing my passions with fitness and health online and helping other people find that love for their own mental and physical well-being.
0: Yay, you guys, Sarah is such a light. Should we go to the same gym here in San Diego? And she's just such a light. So I'm so excited to have you on the show today. We met on the Stairmaster. We met on the Stairmaster. How awesome is that? (laughs) It was fun at first
1: sight. I've literally met probably four of my like good friends now who go to that gym on the Stairmaster. That's so awesome. It's so great. I was like, I just
0: need to keep going on the Stairmaster. Yeah. Who needs online dating? You just the universe just keeps bringing you the most amazing people on the Stairmaster next to you.
1: I know. Maybe it's a sign I should do more cardio too. Yeah,
0: because- <laughs> cool. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Like, How did you even get into fitness in the first place?
1: Yeah. So um, I'll just start like way, way back and try not to bore you with all the details. (laughs) Um, But when I was growing up, so my mother is a naturopathic doctor. She focuses on hormonal health for women, but obviously nutrition was a huge part of my childhood. And I never even realized that until I was older, but uh, my parents had a huge garden. They were always talking about vitamins, minerals, nutrients, everything. And obviously as a kid, I took that stuff in and I I did learn a lot about it but um I was actually a dancer my whole life. So I started in ballet when I was four years old and I was always a very active kid. Like mm-hmm. I would run around. I would, oh my God, I'm incredible at climbing trees. Secret talent <laughs> I have that you will only learn on this podcast. I can <laughs> climb pretty much any tree, but I was always a super active kid and I was in ballet. Um, and as I got older, I danced ballet pretty rigorously throughout mm-hmm. um, elementary school, middle school. And then once I was, I think like uh, probably 13 or 14, I entered a ballet company. So when you're in a ballet company, it is your whole life. You are always auditioning for parts. You are um, competing with the other girls in your company. Um, It's pretty much all you do. And Um, At that point, I was struggling. I was struggling with some body image issues. I was always, I've always had a lot of muscle on my body. I'm very petite. I'm very small, but I've always had a lot of muscle. And um, with that, with ballet um, in a company, I was doing auditions for like the Moscow Ballet Academy, which is a Mm -hmm. Russian ballet academy, the Boston Ballet Academy for summer intensives. And I was told I didn't have the right body type. I, yeah, I was told that I was too muscular, and um, gosh, that that, must have
0: been so hard at such a young age.
1: Yeah, honestly, I didn't even really internalize how hard it was. But yeah, but but later on, it did affect me a lot. Um, I had some, I um, it's I don't even know how to like talk about this, but um, so I had a lot of insecurities about myself, comparing myself to other girls, and as I was getting older and going through puberty during that time, I kind of took that out on like how I felt about my own body image and I, like experimented with like wanting to get attention from boys and like feeling good about myself and like feeling sexy because I didn't fit into this like dancing world where I wasn't super scrawny or not scrawny, but like skinny and strong. Like most of the other dancers, I'm not tall. I'm five foot two. And so I, I sought validation, I guess, from other places. I I totally feel, I totally resonate with you
0: on that one. Yeah.
1: And it's, I mean, it's really hard to talk about because it it doesn't sound good and it's not who I am anymore. But during that time, everyone else was getting validation from our ballet teachers and I wasn't. So I sought it from other people, from boys. And that's, I think when I was about t- in 10th grade, I decided much to my parents' chagrin, like, my mother was a dance mom. Oh, my dance goodness. <laughs> like, it was our whole life. Like, I would spend probably six hours, five to six days a week Jeez. doing ballet. Yeah. Oh my God. And so, when I was 16, I was like, screw it. Like, I want to be a hot cheerleader. I want to go to the public high school. I went I went to, like, a smaller private school, and I was like, I want to go to public high school. I want to join the cheerleading team. I want to quit ballet. So, I literally. Quit my entire life. Um, yeah, I still had a pretty good relationship with food at the time um, because I don't, I don't even know. Like, I ate very, very like clean eating, healthy. I have air quotes here, but you can't see them because we're podcasting. Um, and so, when I quit everything, I started cheerleading, and at that point, I had found that I like attention from boys, and so I had trouble with the other girls on the cheerleading squad I only ended up cheering for one uh fall football semester I don't even know um and after that I got my first job working at a gym so yeah so during that time I definitely had a lot of insecurities about myself physically um I always wanted to look like the girls in Cosmo magazine. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. So I was
1: doing, I started doing the workouts in Cosmo and then I got hired at a gym when I was 15. I was a lifeguard. So wow. Yeah. 15. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was a
0: train wreck at 15. <laughs> oh
1: my God. No. Yeah. So I stopped, I stopped cheerleading after that first like football season and I got hired at a gym and that's kind of where everything changed for me. Um, I was lifeguarding, but I was working at the gym all the time. So I, I started, like I said, I started from like Cosmo magazine and following people on Instagram and watching YouTube videos and bodybuilding.com and I did all like those normal things like I do 100 crunches from Cosmo and like those little challenges and body weight challenges and um, then I kind of started learning more about calories. So I knew a lot about nutrition and like how to fuel your body like with nutrient-dense food. I knew how important it was to have balanced meals because of my mother. Um, But then I started learning about calories. And as I was in this gym environment, I was obviously meeting people and trainers at the gym all the time. And I learned about powerlifting and bodybuilding. And then I learned about bikini competitors. (laughs) And that's kind of where it started going downhill for me. Um, I don't even talk about this anymore. So it's so crazy. Like, looking back on this stuff, but I think I was 15 or 16 years old when I first talked to a bodybuilding coach, um, about competing in bikini because I was following these girls on Instagram and they were so skinny and so it was strong. Super trendy and at that time. It yeah. was so yeah. trendy. Like everyone was starting to compete in bikini and it was, it was when social media started getting bigger too. Yeah. And so I was looking at these like Victoria's Secret models in the magazines, and then I was looking at these strong, sexy babes on Instagram, and I was like, oh my god. I was like, I need to look like that. And I was like, what can I do to look like that? So I I don't even know where I learned about calories, but I definitely did. And I started counting my calories and That's when I also started learning about weightlifting. So I was learning from friends at school. I was learning from other trainers at the gym I worked at. I took a weightlifting class in high school. Um, So I learned very young about weightlifting, and I was always an athlete, so it was very easy for me to pick up on. Uh, But it was when I started learning more about calories and nutrition that it kind of went downhill. So I started tracking my calories, and I tracked them for about a year. And as I did so, I started seeing that, like, the more – I restricted the like the less I ate, the more my body would change, and I thought it would get me to that place where I looked strong and lean, like all the Instagram like bikini competitors. But that wasn't the case, obviously, because when you restrict your body, your body fights back, and so I just kept losing weight and losing weight. And You're just, like eating away your muscle. <laughs> exactly. You, I was eating away all this muscle that I had, and. Yeah. I thought it was a good thing because when I was a dancer, they were like, you're too muscular.
0: Yeah. Um, Wow. What mixed messages. (laughs)
1: Exactly. So many mixed messages. And like, I feel like we all get that. Um, Thankfully, social media is now a much more inclusive place, in my opinion. I think so too. Yeah. (laughs) I also, I didn't even mention this, but I actually started my social media account at that time, like when I started like, um, working out and counting calories. And so, so you were kind of like, were
0: you documenting your journey? I was documenting yeah. my journey,
1: but not, not in the way that I do now and not in a positive way. It was more mm-hmm. accountability to restrict myself. Yeah, And I deleted some of the posts. I don't want them to be triggering for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but during that time, I, I definitely went downhill, but I didn't even realize it because I just thought I was doing what everyone else was doing. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, in some ways I was, and in some ways I took it to an extreme. Yeah. And so I actually did that for about a year and a half. And this was also the time I was seeking validation from boys. I was going to parties for the first time. I was sneaking mm. out of my house. Like I was such a, such a bad little 16 year old, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I look the exact same right now as I did when I was 16. <laughs> yeah. So I pretty much got away with murder and yeah. yeah, in terms of that. And I was like, for about a year, I was my parents' worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my mother, Um, Just a little side note, my mother did struggle when she was 16 with anorexia. So she – She
0: she, want to protect you, I'm sure.
1: So yeah, they didn't see the signs for a while because um, obviously we ate super healthy at You got clever at hiding it. I got so good at – and I was eating – I was just eating very, very low-calorie foods. So I was eating a lot of just fruits and vegetables – and like pretty much nothing else mm-hmm. for probably a year and a half, honestly, which is really sad. Um, but then I think I was probably like 16 and a half or so. Um, I also got in a relationship during that time with someone who was four and a half years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, we were actually together for almost six years and just ended that a couple of months ago or yeah. I ended it. Wow. Um, but yeah, so... Oh my God. I have to speed this story up. There's so much. <laughs> so, so basically I went to the Bahamas with my family for a family trip when I was 16. And that's when my parents really realized there was something very wrong because I was so obsessed with food. Um, I've always been small and athletic. So even when I was restricting, I didn't look that different if that yeah. makes
0: sense. Yeah. Uh,
1: because my body has a natural set point that's pretty low. um, But my parents really did see something was wrong because I was so anxious. I was so stressed, so sad all the time. And we were on vacation in the Bahamas where you should be happy and Mm -hmm. glowing. So when we got back, my mom confronted me about it. I cried. I told her everything I was restricting. I was scared of gaining weight. I was scared of not being attractive or loved Mm -hmm. or pretty. And I saw a I saw a therapist, hated both of them. I've had really awful experiences with therapy. And so I never, it never worked for me, yeah. but that's when Instagram kind of took a positive turn for me. So I was still documenting my journey, but I, um, I was able to create relationships and find support on there from people who had been in similar situations, which really, really helped me because honestly, the therapy and dietetic work just didn't work for me. And it works yeah. for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, for me it just it wasn't a good fit. And so as I got older, that's kind of when I shifted my focus to weightlifting and I learned about tracking macros. And at that time I convinced my parents that it was good for me to hire a coach for competing in bodybuilding and bikini who did flexible dieting. Because I was like, okay, I'm learning about macros now, which is do- totally different than calories, because If this is flexible, I can eat like bread, whatever. I can eat pop tarts. Um, I can eat pop tarts if I want. And so um my I was still working. I've been working since I was 15. So I paid for a coach when I was 17. Yeah, to compete in bikini. And at this point I was pretty damn knowledgeable on how to train myself and how to train for bodybuilding and aesthetics because I'd been doing it for a while. Mm. And so Um, thankfully I, I wasn't restricting, um, calorie wise anymore. I got to a pretty healthy place at that time when I was 17, I think my junior year in high school. And I started really, really focusing on like school and being a perfectionist. I was like, I want to go pre-med. I want to be a doctor. I want to do this. Yeah. You've, you've always just been like a goal digger. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I'm the type of person I always need goals. I always have to have things to work on. I say this I all the time it. on Instagram, but I'm always looking for a way to up level my life and like I love it. That's all. Although the focus when I was in high school probably wasn't the healthiest, like I'm still the same way and looking to like be better, do better, do more. And so um yeah, so from there I really focused on school for the next two years. I was in a relationship with someone who was a D1 athlete who was very motivated, who was also pre-med. So that was a really driving factor for me is being around someone who was so motivated. Mm. So I really focused on school. I, I ended up going from like a, not a very good student, my ninth and 10th grade year to like really putting in effort and working hard for it. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like naturally like the smartest person in the world, but I really do work hard. And I learned in those couple years, I learned so much. I ended up taking just like the same way I do now. I just take every opportunity I can to learn. And so I did a ride along with the EMTs. I fell in love with that. I had so much fun. I did a, um, like uh, internship, I guess you would say, with the nursing ro- or the nursing staff at the emergency room at the hospital, wow. and I like, I just sought all these opportunities to learn, and I fell in love with like that side of things. I ended up getting really good at like biology and chemistry, surprisingly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I like, I hate math, but I I worked really hard to do well in those classes, and um, so yeah, when I graduated high school, I was I ended up competing in bikini. Um, I had a really good experience. Um, with the coach, I didn't have the best experience with, but I learned a lot about tracking macros. I Mm -hmm. knew a lot about bodybuilding. And so that definitely helps me now. Like, I'm glad I had all these different coaches and kind of like trained you to be a coach. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like I learned, I definitely learned like what to do and what not to do during this time, which was really, really good for me. Um, and yeah, so after high school, I ended up, I really wanted to move right after I graduated high school. Like, I'm really close with my family, but I knew, like, I'm so independent. I knew I could just get away from them and be fine. And, like, I talk to them every day. So, I really wanted to move across the country, but I was with this boyfriend for now. Where, where were you living? So I'm from upstate New York. It's like oh, yeah, Indiana. duh. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. from where Cornell University is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was born in Seattle. So my grandparents are in Seattle, cousins, uncles, aunts. And so Seattle I knew really well. So I was like, okay, I want to move to Seattle. I was like, this is where, like, my next step is. Like, I'll go to another school there, whatever. Um, but I was in this relationship. And after, I think it was almost three years or two and a half years at that point, and he was going to graduate from Cornell. And in that year. So I was like, okay, I'll go to community college in Ithaca for a year and then I'll transfer somewhere when he graduates. And that was kind of like our agreement. Like, uh, I'll wait till he graduates and then we'll move. And I always knew, like, since I was like 15, I wanted to move to the West Coast. Like, I just knew. I'd been to California before. I'd (laughs) been to Hawaii. I'd been to Seattle so many times. And I am the type of person, if I have goals, I'm going to, I'm going to reach them like no matter what I have to do. And so at that time I got hired working at GNC and I was working at the gym. So I was working two jobs and I ended up moving in with the boyfriend and going to community college. And I took a crap ton of credits. I got like my microbiology out of the way. I did like environmental biology. I took nutritional science. So I was learning a lot. This, at this point I was sharing everything on Instagram, everything I was learning, everything I was passionate about, super excited about Instagram. Uh, No wonder you have like a million followers. Oh my God. No, (laughs) I do not. I am, I didn't even have many followers at that point, but I was going. So since I was 17, I've also been going to like the Arnold Fit expo and like I've been meeting people and networking your whole life (laughs) and I am like I am such an outgoing person that I can talk to literally anybody Um, clearly and I love it (laughs) I like literally love it. And so, um, during that time I was just learning as much as I could from like school. And then I was working nights at GNC and I was working weekends, lifeguarding at the gym. And I was working out probably six days a week. Um, I had learned about tracking macros, so I was still flexibly tracking macros, but I was in a pretty good mindset about it because I was just so busy that I had nothing else. And then yeah. What happened after that? So I worked and then I worked all year, went to school all year. And then I applied to North Seattle college. I got in and I basically told Corey, my ex, um, once I graduate, I am moving. I was like, I was like, I want to be with you. I want to stay with you, but I am moving across the country.
0: Yeah.
1: And my parents were obviously nervous about having me move across the country by myself, but they were not about to stop me. So, um, My mom and sister ended up driving with me in June to Seattle. And I already had a job lined up for myself to transfer with GNC. I had already gotten into college. So right when I got to Seattle, I stayed with my uncle for about a month and I looked for apartments and I'd never lived on my own before. Um, so I lived, I lived with my boyfriend for the year that I went to community college. I moved right out of my parents' house after high school. Um, like I said, I'm really close with my parents, but I'm also very independent. So I needed that space. Um, and I found an apartment pretty quickly. So I, I said, screw it. Signed a lease. I had no idea. I didn't have credit. I didn't have a credit. I still don't have a credit card to be completely honest. Good for you. I've been living on my own and like paying rent for years and <laughs> I don't even have a credit card. Um, but I signed this lease and I could walk to school. I got hired. Oh, so during that summer, I took my personal training exam as well. Um, so I got certified as a personal trainer. Um, I was sharing all my workouts anyway on Instagram and I knew I wanted to do it in person. So during that year I kind of kicked it up a notch and I started personal training and I was also working weekends at GNC doing supplement demos. So I was working, I was working as a personal trainer. I was doing supplement demos. Sometimes I would work front desk shifts at LA LA fitness also. And I loved personal training. I loved it. I had, I was doing split shifts. So I was working 5 AM to 10 AM. I was going to the school during the day. So I was going to North Seattle, Seattle college. Um, I was in like a health sciences program. So I was doing like, um, anatomy and physiology, biochemistry, stuff like that. And then
0: all so of my the other serious people. classes yeah, on top so of like, everything you've done.
1: I would cry my eyes I out bet. over anatomy and physiology. Like, I'm like,
0: I was barely even working in college and I was crying during chemistry.
1: <laughs> oh my God. So chemistry is actually good. I took chemistry as like a um, my senior year of high school and I took it as a year long class. Yeah. So I like, I really learned it, which was helpful, but anatomy and fizz. Oh my God. You know, my, my best friend, Kendall fears to yeah, fit yeah, um, yeah. on Instagram. She um, literally, I would cry to her every night over my exams. I would be like, I'm stupid. I don't know anything. I'm going to fail. And I literally like every single night I would just like have a mental breakdown, but um, <laughs> it's
0: just like, it's just amazing that you could like live such like this balanced lifestyle with still like focusing on yourself, but also like learning and growing. Too. yeah 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 I mean, it was definitely a learning process,
1: and it was a lot of hard nights and um studying and working that much was really, really difficult but so what I are would, some of
0: the things that the lessons that you took away from that
1: um just that you can always you always need to take time for yourself, and that's something I didn't do for that entire year, and it really took a toll on me and my relationship and now i'm I'm getting a lot better at taking time like for my own mental clarity, taking walks. So important. scheduling self-care time, I never did that. I literally pushed and pushed and pushed. Yeah. Because
0: especially when you're just like a go-getter, if you don't make the time, it doesn't happen. And then you crash and burn. That just happened to me like two weeks ago. I'm (laughs) like, oh my God, why am I crying so
1: much? Oh yeah, that's right. Exactly. And I mean, I don't want to talk too much about my relationship because it did just end a couple months ago, but like, um, he was someone who was such a driving force and supporter for me when i was like in high school and starting college and then after he graduated he didn't find anything he was passionate about and i was working so much on so many different projects that our we were just not on the same wavelength drifting um yeah we we kind of drifted apart a little bit and i we wanted i wanted to make it work but um Yeah. So now I live in California. So (laughs) now now I live in San Diego. Um, but basically during that year, my Instagram started to grow as well. And I wasn't really focusing on my online business because obviously I had so much going on with personal training and school. Um, but I ended up taking on about three to four online coaching clients and, I'd been doing it for so long. I'd been helping friends calculate their macros. I'd been helping my in-person personal training clients. I'd been learning about all this stuff at school that I was like, hell yeah, I can help you with online coaching. Like that's so much easier. Um, and so what I was doing is I was creating workout plans. I was creating all individualized plans and macros for my clients. Um, and I was just sending them all through like PDFs. It was very simple, whatever. Um, And I was like, there has to be something with this. And what I realized when I was personal training is like, yes, I was getting clients who were coming in, having kick-ass workouts. Like I was pushing them. They were killing it in the gym. But then they'd leave and there was nothing I could really do. Yeah, no like communities, yeah, or support after. Mm. Exactly. And like the accountability was there for like – That 45 minutes or 35 minutes at the gym, but I couldn't teach them about nutrition. I Mm. couldn't help them create a lifestyle. I couldn't help them see how passionate I was about health and fitness. And that's what I wanted to do. And when I was going to school, I was learning all this stuff about the human body. And everything I was learning, I was applying to fitness because I just loved it so much. And Because of that, I realized like, Hey, like I can, I can do something with this. Like I can, I can do something. And I didn't even realize that it was going to be online coaching because um, I knew I wanted to move to California. Like my dream was always to move to California, but Mm I, um, I visited San Francisco, LA, San Jose. I've never been to San Diego before. And then I went to the LA Fit Expo and one of my best friends lived in San Diego. So she was like, hey, when your semester's over, like come out and visit me. So I literally, right after my anatomy and physiology exam, I booked a flight and I came to San Diego and I had some online clients. Like I said, I was starting to grow on Instagram a bit more and I was doing all these networking things. I started working with different companies um, and I had a very loyal following, which was like really, really important to me. And so when I was doing that and I moved or I visited San Diego, um, I just fell in love. I was like, the environment here is amazing. Everybody I meet is so friendly. Um, I'm sure you guys can tell, like, I talk really fast. I go really fast. I'm a really big, like, go. You're just go. like,
0: we're so similar. Like, I'm, uh, my friends call me a laser beam.
1: Yeah, no, same. Like, we're, I'm like jetting around, like, I'm always doing something. And San Diego is so chill. Yeah, it's like, it's got a, it's a nice balance, I bet, right? Exactly. I was just talking about this with someone yesterday. Like, they were like, "How do you stay so motivated?" Like, um, it was actually- that was going to be one of my questions. What do you do to keep your motivation up? <laughs> oh, girl, I got you. So for me, I'm always thinking about ways that I can help other people, and yeah. that really motivates me. Yeah, right.
0: Because- Helping yeah. others is the yes. best way to
1: fire yourself up. Exactly, mm-hmm. and like that's why I, like I said, I really value creating relationships with my clients, and for me, Instagram is part of my job. Yep. Like. I post every single day. I'm always on my story. And it's because what I'm trying to do with Instagram is not just grow a following, but grow a community. Family. Yeah. Family. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I want to help everybody see that there is something with health and fitness that can help them um like up level their mindset and up level their lives because even if you're not gonna do like a bodybuilding workout split or do the workouts that I do or get my coaching, you can still find a community for yourself mm-hmm. and maybe I can show you how um influential that can be.
0: Yeah. And yes. it's just gonna add so much positivity into your life. And it's it's crazy. So many people live this life without many positive influences. So it's cool. exactly yeah.
1: exactly. And I I just wrote a post on this the other day, but um when you're following people on Instagram, there's so much comparison out there. And like,
0: I read this post that you wrote the other yeah, day. That I follow? Like, yeah,
1: just yeah. like you don't need to follow everyone. And even if you need to unfollow me, because maybe you're comparing your life to mine or where you're at in your journey. Take a break. Yeah. Take a break. It's okay. Like you can follow people who are starting their journey, follow people who are in the middle of their journey, just actually follow people who provide quality value, not just like a pretty picture or like a pretty body. And there is going to be a community there for you. You just have to find it.
0: Yeah. And I'm always telling people too, like, there's one thing to actually like look at people's content, right? But then there's another whole aspect to actually absorb it, digest it and apply it into your own life. Exactly. And that's why,
1: like, I, I don't do podcasts, but I've, I'm now starting to be on more podcasts. Yeah. cool. And I love them. Um, my goal for this month actually is to start back up on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm going to be doing that. Um, so where
0: can everyone find you? Tell everyone where they can find you hanging out.
1: Yeah, so you can find me. My Instagram handle is fit underscore and underscore dedicated. Um, I also have 2 ebooks if you're interested. I don't really have spaces for new clients right now, but if you want to apply for coaching, feel free to do so, and we can get on a phone call, and maybe I can hold your place for next month. Um, but I do have 2 ebooks and I put a lot of time and effort and energy into them. They're over 100 pages. Nice. Um, yeah, so they're actually – educational based ebook. So it's not just like a guide, although there is obviously a workout guide, but, um, if you really want to learn about health and fitness and macronutrient counting and nutrition, um, check it out. It's only $40. Um, but yeah, my Instagram, I just try to uplift other people. And so- all of
0: your links are all right on your, uh, in your bio, right?
1: Yeah they're all there. Yep. Everything's there. And feel free to DM me. Like I said, Instagram is part of my job and I love it. So um, I'm always down to chat if you want. Oh my
0: gosh. It's been so much fun chatting with you and hearing your whole story. It's so cool for me too, because I didn't know your whole story. So it's been really interesting hearing it. So what can you leave the listeners with? What's one last piece of advice that you would give everyone listening right now? Your biggest
1: obstacle is going to be yourself
0: so Mm, I like that
1: if you have limiting beliefs about yourself you need to start changing them today just believe that you can do everything you want to accomplish and watch your life start changing yeah
0: so true we get in our own way all the time so that's so true if you can learn how to get on get out of your own way anything's possible (laughs) damn right yeah thank Thank you so, so much yeah thank you so much Sarah I'm super excited and we'll definitely have to do another episode soon. Yes, yes, About, let's do like a topic episode one day. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yay, thank you so much. Yes, thank you, girl.